Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. You guys, thank you so much for the continued shares. They are uh, not left unnoticed. I can see them. <laughs> and uh, it's exciting to report to you that I'm actually on Pandora now. So if you have access to Pandora, if you listen to music on there, you will find me there under the podcast section. So feel free to get that hooked up if you want. Uh, it's a, just another way to listen to it. Yeah, there's never enough thank yous for you guys. I have thousands of downloads and it's because of you guys and certainly not my efforts in social media or promotion at all because uh, I have none. And so you guys do all the work. I appreciate that it's your word of mouth that does it and your shares. So Man, oh man, I'm humbled. I, I really, I really am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So getting to give you something back that I think is one of those topics that I know people sometimes can be like, I don't want to hear about a broken heart ever again. But it, I, I'm telling you, I've, I've benefited so much from learning about my, and my own experience in a broken heart. And that path opened so many doors for me in so many ways that just made it more, it made a big push to becoming more consciously aware, being spiritually aware. All of those is just something that is, is just a benefit of learning from past heartbreak and healing from it. It doesn't just start overnight, friends. It's actually a lot of inner child work involved in healing heartbreak, as well as attachment issues. You got to identify fear of abandonment issues. You got to identify codependent issues. You got to identify all of those in different levels have to be identified depending on the person. And so they lead to the relationships that you have. I try to break this down in different episodes and it seems that <laughs> it never is enough. I got to tell you, in, in my heart, I know it's never enough. We need more on this topic because it is such an, a, an important milestone in our life. It can make the shift drastically into a better way of living, a more quality and authentic way of living, uh, just based on learning those important lessons that we learn from heartbreak and from love. We don't want to avoid that. We don't want to just move from one relationship to another without doing the work. We have to do the work. So this way we can be a good match for a healthy relationship, for a relationship that is truly from an authentic place in our heart. And when we meet that match, we'll know it's they're authentic to us as well, right? Likes attract likes. So if you are finding yourself attracting relationships that are just, they fizzle quickly or they're just off balance, this is a sign that you need to hear this. This is a sign that you need to identify the pattern you've got in order for you to heal it, heal it for a lifetime, and eventually it'll benefit you in all sorts of ways, kind of like it has done for me. And um, yeah, it's like the gift that keeps on giving, I tell you. I tell you, I learned so much from my heartbreak. But the biggest thing that we learn from heartbreak is that we become awakened to our level of self-love. Our self-esteem is nicked and hurt and our ego even start to become dismantled. We try to heal this really quickly by going out with another person or getting into a relationship real quick or even going back to the ex and 
seeing if they'll still talk to us and want us. And we just want to get that reassurance that we're still desirable. We're still wanted. Um, and that we deserve love. Now, these things are things that are natural for all human beings. There's nothing wrong with you if you can't get over a heartbreak too quickly. It's pretty damn natural. And I talk about this in one of the past episodes. Uh, it is called, let me, let me look it up. Hold on. Okay. So it was an episode on March 3rd and it was called, give me one second. Uh, how long does it take to heal heartbreak? The raw truth. And that one there, I think it's worth listening to if you are in the healing process and you need that extra support. Perfect, perfect argument I got going on in there that you, I think your brain will like. If you like science, if you like statistics or even not even statistics, but if you like science or science based evidence, you will like this episode. So it's never a waste of time to work on healing a heartbreak because honestly, there's so many lessons to learn about self love in the, when we have a heartbreak. This is basically your own journey that we're working on. But it has a disguise of love and search for another person to love us and all that. But it's really uh, a secret, a hidden path, if you want, that leads our, uh, leads us to self-love. So one would say a broken heart really leads us to learning a lot about our self-love and strengthening that in order for us to continue with our journey and go to amazing places and live an authentic life with clarity. So I don't want you to miss none of that. I don't want you to miss none of that. So tonight's topic is really going to focus on specific things that we tell ourselves or specific habits that continue to get us stuck in a cycle of mm, Going round and round, I guess, is, is the best way to say that. Going round and round with this person that we we kind of left or they left us. It, we keep going round and round in our mind. And so energetically, we're having a hard time letting them go. And mentally, we're having a hard time letting them go. It just keeps, keeps on going in circles and it gets us emotionally stuck. It leads to confusion or what your brain might perceive as a confusion. But right now, today, we are going to unconfuse your mind. We're going to make sure that it understands that when it does these little habits I'm going to talk about today, that is actually sabotaging your healing and that you need to make a, an effort, a conscious decision to interfere with what your subconscious may be doing if it's doing any of those things that it's doing today that I'm going to name. Okay. They're not going to be a lot, but they're going to be enough to get you kind of unstuck from this area of, uh, healing this heartbreak. And I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like it's, it's, it's that plat, that plateau that is just keeping us going in circles. We don't know why, why, why? Well, today you're going to find out. If you're doing any of these things that I'm talking talking about today, you're probably needing to be honest with yourself and step up and and do that conscious decision to interrupt those patterns. Okay. So the first thing I want to mention today on my list of things is going to be, and there's there's not too many of them. So the first one is obsessing about the person that is in question here, <laughs> where the your partner, the your person. Obsessing about that person when you break up. Oh boy, oh boy. This one here is, oof, 
gosh, it happens so often. It happens so often. And we just think like it's a good thing that we do with our time, right? Is It's like I keep obsessing about what that person did, what they didn't do. I keep obsessing about what they meant by this, what they're meaning by that. Especially if you continue to communicate with them after the breakup, maybe you share property or you share children, uh, dogs, cats, whatever, whatever it is that you share that you, that might keep you in contact. You will have this kind of hidden anger towards them, this hidden resentment that might just pop off or snap quickly at them. And, and when you think about them throughout the day, it just gets you all itchy because you're still holding on to, uh, attempting to find, uh, or dissect conclusions in your head, thoughts in your head about that person, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, how they're thinking, how they're feeling, what their intentions are asking yourself, all sorts of interesting questions or coming up with all sorts of investigative questions about this person or conclusions, all of which is just a waste of time. Healing is not about obsessing about another person. Mm-mm. When Whenever you're doing all that, you're still not allowing yourself to heal because the work that has to get done is not seeking to understand the partner or what they did or how they did it and, and when they did it and every piece that they took from you and every piece that they uh hurt you in i mean you can you can only do that so much but if you keep doing this this is hurtful to you it is not going to help you accept that there's work to be done on your end and like i said you guys a heartbreak takes years in the making it it includes a lot of habits that you need to heal wounds that you need to heal starting from childhood the last thing i want you to be doing is wasting your damn t- time trying to find your self-worth your value uh, by trying to figure out what this person's intentions are, you're going to come up with whatever conclusions you like, because whatever it is, the person is not telling you, right? And they're not giving you too many answers, but, or too many answers that you like. The truth is everything that you need is right there in front of you. They already said whatever they said, didn't say whatever they didn't say, um, do whatever they did, didn't do whatever they did. You have all the answers you need. If you just look at it just like that and accept all the facts as they are, you will get to this place of acceptance a lot of, a lot quicker. But I can understand why it is hurtful at the same time because having to admit that people just leave and they did not find this relationship a priority, for example. If they cheated, that means they met their needs elsewhere in an, in a different way. That whatever it is that they experienced in this relationship was not where their uh, priorities at. You know, all these things to accept hurts people, which is why we come up with all the other freaking lies to kind of make us not look at the truth. And the truth is, is that we obsess about this person and everything that I ever needed to know about them is really from the way they behaved. They already showed it to me. They said it to me or didn't say it to me, show it or didn't show it. I am aware of it and I can see it clearly if I want to, if I want to, if I practice the self-honesty that we talk about. Okay. So stop obsessing about the person. Like sometimes I'll even get people telling me details like, well, when he called, this is what I said. And I don't know why he said that, but why, you know, I'm trying to figure out why he said that. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> it's, they're not that important. I promise you they're not that important. This is all about you, not about them. 
and what they could possibly mean about your value and how they could possibly mean about, you know, your self-esteem. This is your hurt and your pain making you obsess about them. And of course, past conditioning, right? Codependence, perhaps, uh, fear of abandonment. All that is making us obsess about this partner and getting our value from them. But that's not where you're going to get your, your, your heart to heal from. They don't have the key to that. They may have had the key to break your heart, but I assure you that they do not have the key to mend it. But sometimes people get confused and think that. So number two on my list actually goes with number one. Number two would be the search for other possible answers to an already given outcome or already established outcome. And I kind of briefly talked about that when you're obsessing about the other person. I just want to make sure I separate that into a, a, a kind of a different category or a different step because it's kind of like we're, we're not accepting the breakup as it is. Like this person, for example, uh, I caught them cheating on me and they decided to leave and spend time with the other person, right? Me looking through the details to, I don't know, make up a different conclusion because I don't want to accept this one. He, that person still loves me. Uh, they still keep calling me. They still want my attention. All that is just means just that they want your attention. But if they really had this kind of loyalty to you or love for you in that way, then you would have been a priority. And again, sometimes it's hard to admit that to yourself that listen, it's, as is the search for all those other possible answers, there aren't any. You were given every answer you ever needed. So there's no need to look for any more. Just start seeing what you have in front of you. And that's hard enough work. Don't try to go figure out what this person is getting, you know, and creating other stories that aren't really delivered from the facts. Does that make sense? I, I hope that makes sense because it, I could have put those two together, number one, number two, but uh, they're not the same thing. Um, they're not the same thing. Okay. So, so far we talked about not obsessing. And second is the search for fake answers to just keep you in a state of confusion, going round and round in circles, because listen, I need answers. I, well, why, why, why did this happen? And, and I come up with stories about, well, that person did really great things here. So I'm sure that's what he meant. He was really a good person, but why would he do something so ugly? But he's really a good person. It's confusing. Well, this is the thing. In all truth, people, like I always say, are not all good or all bad. They are human. So welcome. Congratulations. This person is human and you happen to have had a human encounter with another human. <laughs> okay. So get yourself unstuck on that one. Okay. Friends, get yourself unstuck on that one. Number three, I might have talked about this before, but again, you know, I like repetition. Good for your brain. Uh, the seemingly unimportant decisions, suds, seemingly unimportant decision. And what these are basically, uh, I use them or they are used, not just me, but it is used usually in the practice of uh, treatment in addiction. So it's like uh, an alcoholic who... You pretends they're driving down the, the street, like, oh, they have different reasons. Oh, it was just an easier shortcut. It was a route that I like to take. It just comforts me. But really, they're just driving past their favorite bar to see who's there. And they're just kind of mind fucking themselves, uh, which is eventually could cause them to relapse 
on alcohol because they're just exposing themselves to the fire. They're eventually going to get burned. You get what I'm saying? Same thing with us. Those seemingly unimportant decisions is what you want to catch. You know, it's like, let's say you met this person that you uh, broke up with at a bar and you keep going back to that bar, but you're like, oh, it's my favorite bar friends. You guys want to go? And your friends don't really know that you met this person at that bar, but you know it. And they're like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let's just go. It's ladies night or whatever. And you go there and you know damn well what your intentions are. And it's just, a, it's just, you're playing with fire. You're not letting yourself heal. You're, you're just, again, still searching for different answers. You see how that always comes up? It's just still searching for different answers rather than seeing what is right in front of me. So seemingly unimportant decisions would play out in your life when it comes to heartbreak and getting stuck in those areas would look something like uh, it reminds me of this patient that would be very friendly with the mother of the person that she loved. And at first the motive, she was able to identify that the motive was not like the most, uh, selfless motive. It was more about trying to get information from the, the mother. Uh, but she's, she kind of hit it under the idea of I'm compassionate to her. I'm kind to her. I'm just being a good person. But when we dug in a little bit deeper, we found out that she can kind of, she had different motives that were kind of hidden from her. You know, she really did have this urge to hear from her his mom accidentally about him. She was still attached to him and his, the news about him and what have you. Right. And this is just one example. There are plenty out there. Plenty. For example, I have a patient that consistently does what, what is known as stalking. And it's, it's, well, it's not really like a direct stalking, but it's like a social media stalking, right? Where you, uh, leave them on your Facebook account or Instagram account and you, uh, check to see like things unintentionally about their posts or what you think is unintentional where they're just, they're, we're just friends or, you know, they haven't deleted me yet. They haven't X'd me out yet, whatever people do on Facebook, but they haven't X'd me out yet. So it, I'm just, I'm just kind of looking at whatever they're posting, you know? And then at the same time, you are, we know darn well that you're paying so much attention that you fluctuate with whatever they post. Uh, and you might even post right back in, an, in a passive aggressive way. All of it, again, is going to keep you stuck. You're still energetically focused on this person. You're not letting them truly go. Now, if you don't do the work to let this individual go, it ain't going to get done by itself, people. You get me? So it has to be done on purpose, friends. Nobody's exempt from it. We all got to do the work. So although physically they could be out of sight, they most certainly may not be out of mind if I continue to do this uh, little business that we're talking about here too. These little sprinkles of things that keep us literally stuck emotionally where we're at. It's like we're trying to heal, but we're not really trying if we think about it, right? It's kind of, uh, not, not really. <laughs> 
Not really. I still want answers. I still want to know what their intentions are. I still want them to. It's like even if I got a straight up script from them, like a well read script, it won't be enough. It won't be enough to a person who's not ready to let go. So letting go, friends, is all about setting the intentions on the inside, catching the bullshit that we all do that we call seemingly unimportant decisions, decisions that just continue our mind fuckery. But why? Oh, why? Why? (laughs) Let's just end this. Okay. No more. No more of this. Catch it. Now, the next thing, and I think this is the final thing because at 20 minutes, uh, yeah, that would be the final thing for now. I put down uh, talking to others about this person. I can't mention enough talking to other people about your breakup is going to put you in a self-victimizing place. And you're going to repeat and rehearse that. And again, the power of rehearsal, friends, it's not good. You're really going to start believing your own darn lies. We know you're not a victim. We know that you were not held hostage at that relationship, that you voluntarily went in. And I promise you at one point voluntarily have to leave, right? If we don't admit those truths, then what we're going to end up doing is continuing to repeat these justifications that continue to allow us talking about ourselves in a way where it's just nasty. It's not encouraging or empowering in any way. And I know we could do better. I know we all can do better. So when you talk about your past, when you talk about your relationship or your breakup, make sure that you do not deliver it as a victim. You are a participant, friend, in this relationship. You and another person participated. Perhaps there were more. Unfortunately, that time at times happens, but you are a willing participant. If I stayed with them, if I believed them, that was my responsibility. I believed them. Even after I saw the red flags, I still believed them and I still stayed for whatever reason. And possibly those could have been reasons of fear of rejection, fear of uh, abandonment, fear of uh, whatever it is, disapproval, whatever, Uh, whatever old wound that we have to look at, but it's worthy of looking at it so we can heal. And it won't be looked at if you're still thinking of yourself as a victim and somehow you need to be saved. Now your friends will always agree with you. They'll say, fuck that guy. Fuck that girl. They're no good. Get over them. You could do it. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But don't put them in that situation. And eventually you're going to resent them for it because they're hurrying you up. They might call you names because you're still hung up on them. So do me a favor. Respect your journey and be private with that information. Sit within yourself. Retell your own story to you until you resemble a survivor, a person who learned lessons from love and the person that is grateful to have learned lessons from love even better. We can do it. It can be done, but again, it requires the work and the effort to be put in there. What we don't want to keep doing is self-victimizing. People can ask or say anything to us or ask about our relationship or what have you, but you are not obligated to tell them everything and regurgitate the past and what was said before, blah, 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 blah. You can choose what you tell a person. You have a choice in that. Be authentic to you 
and understand that, listen, if I include another person in the mix, all I'm doing is just strengthening and reinforcing that thought pattern because another person is going to validate me wrongfully, that accidentally is what I really mean. They don't mean to validate my self-victimization, but of course, a good friend would, right? Or a, a family member would. Somebody that cares about me would definitely validate me feeling sad and sorry for myself, like I'm a, a victim of whatever it is that I invite into my life. But friends, that's not the point. It's not the point for me to learn that I'm a victim. Hell, it's not even the learn that I'm a survivor for that matter. I think the whole thing is about learning where you're, you were at when it comes to a place of self-love during that relationship. And that's what we need to strengthen. If you, if you need more self-love, if the past relationship showed you that you need more self-love, that's what gets worked on, friends. So all the other stuff is just a waste of time, a waste of energy, a waste of focus. Another way to say that. All right. And I want you to start moving emotionally. And to do that, we got to practice the self-honesty. Identifying those things I just talked about will tremendously, tremendously soften those heartbreak days, those lows that we get to at times. It will soften them because you're doing it on purpose. And all these things I said, we're doing out of self-compassion. We're not doing it to be mean or kind, unkind to ourselves or other people. On the contrary, we're going to be kind to ourselves quite a bit doing all those things because we're not going to be spread too thin energetically and emotionally. We're not going to be irritable throughout the day. We're not going to have a hard time focusing on work because we're obsessing about all these answers that we don't know and the person and the da 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 da. And then emotionally, I'm an invested I'm invested in something that is no longer there. Does that make sense? It's just not, not good. Okay. I hope this was helpful to you guys today. Again, it never, it's never a bad topic to talk about relationship because the benefits, the benefits of healing a heartbreak outweighs keeping a love that's toxic, friends. Let me just tell you, outweighs it by 20 times. So if you have felt stuck a little bit in the past, I hope this helps you move forward. Even if it hurts, even if it's uncomfortable, keep moving forward. You deserve a life where you get the person that truly matches your need for collaboration, partnership, and love for a lifetime. Not just for a quick in and out energy, but a lifetime, friends. A partnership, a foundation that is hard to break. That's what we're talking about. But Again, not everybody does the work for that, but I know you will. I know you will. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'm most certainly, and without a doubt, sending you love and light. And like someone once said, thank the past for a better future. This has been an episode of Drive Through.